Welcome to Miscellaneous, where we discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between with a special Disney recipe every week. This week we're talking all about WandaVision and on to the news. As of March 17th, so about two weeks ago, Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo is now selling the Spork. <laughs> spork is going to go for $10.99 and this includes a special travel bag. You can get yours inside the park via mobile order, although there's a quantity limit of one per guest per transaction. So I guess you can get more than one if you do multiple transactions. Also, the wait is officially over for the Walt Disney World fans looking to get their hands on the recently announced 50th anniversary license plate, which is really cool. It makes me want to register a car in Florida just so I can. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But we... I don't think we can use our DVC address to register a car. I don't think that's all. It was deeded property. I mean, we do own property <laughs> in Florida. We should be able to. <laughs> the design features the iridescent 50th anniversary castle logo on a royal blue background. And it is inspired by the color scheme of Cinderella Castle. The magical plate is currently available for pre-sale and will also help make even more dreams come true, which is this is one of the most awesome parts about it. 100% of the proceeds are going to go to benefit Make-A-Wish of Central and Northern Florida and their work granting wishes for children with life-threatening medical conditions. Interested drivers can purchase a pre-sale voucher now for $25 plus applicable state administration fees exclusively through their local tax collector's office. See, we don't have a local tax collector in, in being DBC. License plate agencies across the state of Florida are online through the Orange County tax collector's office. Yeah, so if you're in Florida and you can get a license plate, I hate you a little bit. <laughs> and celebrating Earth Month for 2021 over at Animal Kingdom, they're going to host several limited time experiences from April 18th to the 24th. And some of the things going on, our special characters will join other favorite Disney pals on the Discovery River character cruises, limited time specialty cupcakes, Creature Comforts Honeybee Cupcake, the Strawberry Flavored Flamingo Cupcake at Flame Tree Barbecue, or the Sea Turtle Graham Cracker Cupcake at Res Restaurantosaurus Lounge. There's a self-guided nature-themed challenge and you earn a special Wilderness Explorer Limited Time Earth Day badge, a Hunt for an Earth Day Limited Edition Tefiti Moana trading pin. You can also support the Disney Dis Conservation Fund by purchasing a plush inspired by species that call Disney animals. <laughs> Tim! <laughs> Tim, I was hoping you'd read that. <laughs> so Tim typed in Disney's animals suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Wow. I was hoping you'd read it. But there, oh, I might have to go just to get the Tafiti pin. And Kingdom Home or Checkout Island Me. I don't know what that is. Probably Island Mercantile. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> we won't be there for Earth Day, though. Yep. No, but it starts the 19th, the 18th? 18th. It starts the 18th, and we're there. I think that's actually our Animal Kingdom Day. Get your cupcake. And they have a Disney photo pass service, special in-park Earth Day backgrounds with magic shots, with all new magic shots. 
Beginning April 2nd, you can watch as artisans transform 40 tons of sand into detailed sculptures of National Geographic Secrets of the Whales, an original series on Disney Plus on Earth Day. The sculptures will be located on the Discovery Island stage until April 30th. And updated confectionery news. The refurbishment began on March 29th and as part of the work there will be a brand new look with new interactive features to customize your confections and an expanded layout. The rumor is that there's going to be no more the Chapeau store and it's going to be extended. It hasn't been announced yet but that's what people are assuming at this point. And if you're looking for the hats they're now located at the box office gifts inside Town Square Theater. I mean, they have them everywhere. They really don't need a specific hat shop on Main Street. Yeah. And I, it, that hat shop has been, it, it's always, it's tiny. It's yeah. really, really small. It's narrow. The one at Disneyland's really small, too. But yeah, we are on, and we are in Animal Kingdom cool. on the 18th. I just checked. So we will report back. <laughs> are there any other places that sell the ear hats that do the embroidery as well? There's or was a, it just a the one in Fantasyland, I thought, did it over by the castle? Sir Mickey's. Oh, Sir Mickey's? Yeah, maybe. They used they to might... do it back in the day. I'm not sure if they still do it, but... I, I want to say they can probably move the... Machines. Yeah, they can move the machineries and, over. Yeah. And, there's a lot of room in that store. Get rid of all that extra crap that they sell and just make that one. <laughs> Disney Cruise Line has announced its summer 2022 itineraries, including new ports in Greece, Portugal, Latvia, Norway, Sweden, and Dominica, plus... First ever summer sailings from Miami to the Bahamas. Booking windows open for the following groups. Platinum Castaway Club members in Golden Oak. Bookings open March 22nd, 2021. Everything's open now. Everything's open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are these are late. But I, I think it's funny to notice that the booking windows are only a day apart for the different levels. They've always been that way. Well, they, I thought they were a couple mm-hmm. days apart no. or more. So Disney has begun testing facial recognition at the main entrance of the Magic Kingdom. The new system employs a touchless system that aims to eliminate the need for the fingerprint scanners that have been used for many years at the parks. Participation participation is optional, and the testing will be available for the next 30 days through April 23rd, 2021. Cool. Yeah, we might try that as well. Just, you know, check it out and see what it looks like. You can report back. Um, We should first announce it. Spoiler alerts. Or in effect, from this point on. So if you have not watched the WandaVision show, or you plan on watching it, or are behind on it, we will be discussing probably the whole series in its entirety. Yeah. So if there's stuff you don't want to hear, you might want to shut this down now and start over after you've watched it. Basically, WandaVision is obviously only can be found on Disney+, and it was a limited time event or a limited time series. I don't know, remember exactly how they phrased it. Which obviously featured the Scarlet Witch and Vision, Wanda Maximoff, for those who don't know who the Scarlet Witch is. And it is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU. Um, there's a lot of crossover between what happens in Wait, what is, what is MCU? I saw that a lot and I didn't know what that Marvel means. Cinematic Universe. Okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, so for those <laughs> of you who don't know, who are not necessarily big Marvel fans like Kate is, um, MCU is basically the movie section of Marvel. So way back when, where Marvel had multiple things going on, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, they had a bunch of other TV shows, Cloak and Dagger, I was one of them. There was the um, 
scary-ish one. I can't remember the name of. But they had a few um, throughout a bunch of different, like, Disney channels. Um, Cloak and Dagger, a few different other ones here and there. But they were a separate unit. So they might have had mentioned some of the stuff that happened in the movies where there wasn't direct crossover. Except for S.H.I.E.L.D. did one or two things, but it was weird. The MCU is the bigger picture. So it, this contains the movies, like all your big events that ha- have been happening recently. So all the movies are considered part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does that make more sense? Yes. Awesome. So WandaVision takes place shortly after the events of Endgame. And obviously it's produced by Marvel Studios. So we have a little... Go ahead. Uh, Marsh, I just found out at dinner, I've never seen most of these movies. And I was like, so Vision and Wanda were in Endgame? They're in Marvel movies? And Marsh is like... Oh my God. That's what Marsh said. (laughs) So yeah. So anybody out there who doesn't watch Marvel movies, you're my friend. (laughs) Well, also, if you go on to Disney+, Plus. Forgot what it's called already, but Marvel actually did like a little cheat sheet so you can watch oh. the series and know and know what's going on. Oh. Was it called Legends? Marvel Legends? Think, yeah, Marvel Legends. So it's a cheat sheet on the characters you should know before you watch. Too late. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Cliff Notes. It's like Marvel Cliff Notes. Yeah. Ugh. There are about two or three minutes, two or three minute episodes on each of the main focus. That would have been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at it like you could have told fault. me. You have Disney Plus. Just watch them. I thought you saw most of these movies. No, I've seen Captain Marvel in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. Okay, I thought you at least saw Endgame. No. Okay, fair enough. So we're not gonna kill you with like the production and all that, but we're gonna jump into the episodes. Everybody agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Just like a synopsis of each episode. All right. So, first episode, we're introduced to Wanda and Vision in black and white. And the theme is very Dick Van Dyke show. I love Lucia, Lucy-ish. I dream of Jeannie-ish. Yes. And it was just fun. You can see where they grabbed a lot of their, their stuff from. Um, this is the first time we're introduced to Agnes. Who becomes a major player later on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest thing that happened in this particular episode, not much really happened storyline-wise, except for when the guy started choking at dinner. Mr. Hart started choking at dinner. And Wanda told Vision to do his thing pretty much to help Mr. Hart come back to life. Um, Do you remember this episode? What y'all think of it? Yeah, I really liked it. I could honestly watch a whole season of just a show like this. Like, it's set in the 50s of them doing these things. I thought it was funny. I liked it. But I love old shows, too. Yeah, there wasn't an episode of WandaVision that I didn't like, so. I was curious after this episode, and I'm kind of glad they released it the way they did. Where episode one kind of was back-to-back to episode two. So it created a little more intrigue because I didn't quite understand what they were going for yet in episode one. And I get it was a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, me and Marsh are like, what's going on? Yeah, nobody <laughs> quite is this? Yeah, It's unlike like any that. show you'll ever watch, which is good. It's something yeah. new. They're not just repeating stuff like they do with the remakes and stuff. Well, I like shows that make me think. 
I don't necessarily need a shoot 'em up, beat 'em up every single time. I like shows that say that make me question what's happening, or I don't have all the the story just laid out in front of me, where good guys are just constantly beating up bad guys. I kind of liked where this this the whole series went. Really, um, the other thing I like is that they were using practical effects. Yes. And what I mean by practical effects is that they were like literally things on strings floating by them. It wasn't all CGI and animated. And these, the first few episodes were actually filmed in front of a studio audience. They wanted to be as authentic as those early sitcoms as they could get. So they actually consulted some early special effects people from sitcoms and TV shows and see how things were done with the dishes flying around and the cards flying around is pretty cool. And also, according to Jim Hilt's podcast, some of the people that are actually now higher ups and in the high end special effects realm actually kind of got their teeth cut on these original shows as like apprentices. So it, it just it's really cool how they did it. And if you look at the seats, they actually had like the old school fold down seats for the audience to sit on. It, it was really smart the way they did it. So from the 50s of the first episode, we jump into the 60s of the second. And this is the um, where they prepare the magic episode. Oh, I and like basically that they're, one. They're, yeah. <laughs> and the one thing about Mar this particular show is that there are, there's a lot of misdirection where it's like, all right, so you get introduced to a few characters who you think you might be important, but you find out really aren't. You have a meeting with Dottie. Now, Dottie, everybody's up in, who is this Dottie person? Who is this Dottie person? You'll never hear from her again. <laughs> so it's like, but, but it seems like she's important because she kind of is head of this neighborhood watch. Neighborhood click, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So she's head of the <laughs> click, and there's some weirdness that begins to happen here. Go ahead, Tim. And they gave her some lines that she says that you would think, oh, okay. Okay, what is that? What does she mean by that? Like, she goes, at one point, she goes, the devil's in the details. And people think that, oh, she's Mephisto or... And, no, she's just nobody. No, she's just Dottie. This is also where visions, all the magic visions are trying to do are wrong. So this is more of the I Dream of Dreamy and Bewitched, where Wanda's constantly fixing all the events that are going wrong, all the show aspect of it that's going wrong. They return home, and then all of a sudden, Wanda's pregnant. We forgot the best part of this episode when he accidentally swallows a chewing gum. Oh, okay. And it gets stuck in his gears, and it makes him, like, drunk. Yeah, well, that's why she has to help him with all the, the aspect of it. It's very slapstick, fun comedy. But, yeah, Wanda's actually showing, like, throughout the whole episode, she's wearing, like, a magician's assistant suit. So, you know, it's somewhat form-fitting. You would have no noticed if she looked a little bit pregnant, but by the time she comes home, she's pregnant. <laughs> and showing. And this is where it starts getting a little strange because at towards the end of this episode, we have a beekeeper that pops out of a manhole. Wanda just kind of says, uh-uh, no, and resets the whole freaking scene. And this is how it just ends except we move from the 60s to the full color 70s in the next episode so kate do you have any comments on the first two episodes um just that i thought the whole gum thing was pretty funny that was one of my favorite was my, one of my parts favorite parts, parts too. too and i love that actor i was like who is he i know him and i had to google him and i remembered him from knight's tale and i was like oh my god i love him i haven't seen him in a long time but he's my fave from the show so 
So from the 60s, we go to the 70s. And Wanda goes from like a few weeks to, to, according to her doctor Nielsen, which I found funny, like Nielsen ratings, but I don't think it was meant to be that joke, but I thought it might have been, to four months pregnant. And he's getting ready to go away and go on vacation with his wife. And Wanda and Vision start decorating the nursery. And then all of a sudden, Wanda goes from four months pregnant to six months pregnant. From that, a few months, a few minutes later, she's full-blown pregnant and she's ready to give birth. And she starts having contractions. And during the contractions, everything starts getting really super weird around the town. It's At one point, it was raining inside the house when her water broke, I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, there was lightning storms. She ended up blowing out the power in the whole town. Now, Geraldine arrives to help out Wanda deliver her twins, Billy and Tom. This is where it gets a little weird. You have Vision and Agnes and Er and Herb who are talking outside. Herb actually takes his um, chainsaw and cuts into the Vision, Wanda Vision's fence. There's a brick the, wall. Yeah, or a brick wall, I'm sorry. And they take a nice chunk out of it. And they start talking about Geraldine, who just arrived in town and doesn't actually have a house or a family inside. Geraldine makes a big mistake. And this is right after her helping give birth to the twins. Geraldine says something about her brother, Peach, Petch, how do you say his name? Pietro. Pietro getting killed. Sokovia, wasn't it? Sokovia, yeah. So Pietro getting killed in Sokovia. By Ultron. Uh, yes. And Wanda just turns around and says, what did you just say? And Wanda gets all sorts of evil and medieval on her ass and blasts her literally outside the town. And this is where Kate gets really confused because I don't know anything that's going on. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, and this is where we have to play catch up a little bit, and it, it makes sense. She was a twin. Wait, no, were they twins or were they just brother and They're sister? They were twins. They were, twi- they were twins, right? Yes. And he's Quicksilver, right? Yes. So in, was it Age of Ultron? Uh, yes, I believe it was Age of Ultron or Civil War. One of those two. So we find out where Wanda gets her power from. And she was pretty much kidnapped and... We'll get into that a little bit more in detail and a little bit later, but she has, she gets her, she, she inherits her powers. So does her brother. Her brother has a separate set of powers. He ends up getting shot and ends up dying. She gets blasted out and we are now surrounded by a a wall of sword agents. Now, what did y'all think? Oh, I don't know what sword is. And I was confused the whole time. Also, Geraldine's wearing the pendant with the sword on it. And that happens to be the symbol of the organization. So SWORD is a sentient weapon observation and response division. Yes. So basically, they're they're weapons. They're watching weapons, pretty much. I liked it because then we kind of got a little bit of a better view of what actually was going on with Westview. That it was actually in that the hex is what they later call it. You still don't know how the hex came about or what was causing the hex, but you know now there was a hex and that was that anything inside the hex was. Well, we don't know that yet. Not in this episode. 
we just watch her get blasted out. I was super so confused we... this whole episode, and I was like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what, you didn't like the stork? <sighs> the stork that just kept on popping up that she was constantly trying to hide, and then when yeah. she was wearing her jackets, when she was trying to hide, uh, hide her pregnancy... With the raincoat and the big coat. (laughs) (laughs) It was just how they hid pregnancy back in those times. It was funny to me. I I enjoyed it. It was confusing. But when she got blasted out, we we find out that, I keep on wanting to call it Westfield, but it's Westfall. Westview. Westview. Westview, Because I lived in Westfield for a little while in New Jersey, and it's just screwing with my head. But um, so Westview is, you finally find out that this is, actually happening sort of like in the real world like this this area is trapped in the whatever decade it happens to be at the moment so i thought it was a fun i i didn't dislike any of the episodes i think the hardest episode for me to swallow was the next one and that was four because it it got it cut away from wanda and vision and what was going on in their little world yeah it kind of backtracked a little yeah and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not always a fan when they do this, but this we actually are introduced to Captain Monica Rambo, Rambo, excuse me. And she's actually an agent of S.W.O.R.D. And she returns following the blip, which for those of you who don't know, is when everybody disappears for five years. Um, do you know about this, Kate? No. Oh, God. <laughs> it was in the Avengers... You don't know about this snap? Marsh didn't tell me. So you have no idea why these people no, came back. No, that's why time. I was so, I hated this episode. I was like, what is going on? I didn't get okay. it. And I like, was going in and out of it. I'm like, do it. Should I keep watching? Uh, well, I'm kind of, it's good that you don't know. Because there, you're, you can't be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Now this was, at, was this Endgame? I get all the movies. The names are so, confused. This was well. The the blip happened before Endgame. So what was the movie before Endgame? Infinity Wars. Okay, so at the end of the Infinity Wars, we can talk a little bit about Monica Rambo. Now Monica Rambo, you actually should know who she is. I actually... I knew the one person from Captain Marvel. Yes. That's who I knew. <laughs> yes. Well, the whole thing of Infinity Wars was Thanos creating, getting all these gems. And they controlled different things. There was the Mind Stone, the Time One, the Tesseract. There's a bunch of different. There's five total. And Thanos made this glove to make this all-powerful weapon. And at the end of the movie, he snaps his fingers. And he pretty much... Half the population disappears. Yes. Turns to dust. Poof. Hmm. I mean, there's more of an explanation to it where it's like Thanos thought he was doing good because he felt the world was getting overpopulated and there was no good way to choose who should die and who should stay. So by doing this snap, it was sort of random. And his world collapsed because of overpopulation. So he thought he was doing Earth a favor. So when the snap happens, half the world's population disappeared, as well as some superheroes. Tell me any of them. <laughs> Jeez. Because, um, wasn't Scarlet Witch snapped out? No, I don't think she was. I she was. No. I don't remember who was snapped and who was not. It, 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 I, it just 
it's been a minute. But Monica was definitely snapped. And when she comes back, we see her in the hospital and her mother, Maria, just she's looking for her mom because she wakes up exactly where she was left. And that was the key with this. A lot of this is like when they were snapped back in, they just showed up exactly where they were right when they disappeared. So she was still in the hospital and she's running around looking for like her mom and her mom has already passed up cancer. And these people disappeared for five years. So it's not like they were gone for a minute and then came back. And if you've seen Captain Marvel, you know who Monica and Maria Rambo are. Yes, she said she remembered. Okay. That was, those are the only characters she knew. Yes. <laughs> Monica then returns to work and is sent by agent director Tyler Hayward to help the FBI agent Jimmy Woo. Woo woo. Love Jimmy Woo. <laughs> <laughs> With the missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. So this is where we discover what the hex is. The static field and that within 24 hours um sort establishes a base around the town of westview and now we have woo and dr darcy lewis who is another one of my favorite characters on this series darcy actually is the one who discovers that there's a signal coming out of the hex that's actually broadcasting a tv show and they use this tv show to start observing the cast what they soon realize is that Monica's in there somehow. And she's appearing as Geraldine, which is her character in the WandaVision, which is what I'm going to call it, or the Hex. They try to contact Monica a few times. They try to use the radios. And you'll hear that throughout the earlier episodes. And it explains what this static radio noise was coming from. And then for some reason, Wanda also temporarily sees... Vision appears when he did when he died. So this is sort of like backtracking. And if this was the most confusing episode. Yes. If you didn't know what happened. Yeah. Before. Yes. I almost agree. Almost like a filler. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was it was sort of like a catch up of like, all right, so who is this character? And how to get Jimmy Woo and Darcy, Darcy into that. I want them to have their own show. Everybody wants their own show. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in WandaVision land, or the Hex... We're jumping into episode five, and this is the 80s and early 90s. We have Wanda and Vision and Billy and Tommy and Agnes helps to look after the boys. But she does something weird where she actually like sprinkled some like water on them or some stuff. I don't remember the exact thing that she does. And Vision's kind of worried about what Agnes is up to, but he brushes it right under the table. They're talking, and then all of a sudden, the boys age up to five. So they're actively aging, and a dog appears in the house. The boys, of course, beg to keep it, and Agnes suggests to name it Sparky. Wanda almost reveals her abilities to Agnes by accident concerning Vision, because basically... She says, you can't have a dog until you're 10 because somebody has to watch it and the boys age up to 10. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> At work, some of S.W.O.R.D.'s stuff is starting to come through because Vision actually gets an email from S.W.O.R.D. that reveals a little bit of what's going on in Westview. 
and he breaks a Rustview resident, one of his coworkers at the office. And the resident learns that Wanda is controlling the, through this through this person, the vision figures out that Wanda is controlling everybody. Now, Sword is still trying to access everything that's going on in the hex and sends a drone from the 80s into Westview because anything from that time period won't automatically convert to something else. So since it was a drone from the 80s, it comes in. And they're trying this actually, they send the drone in to try to kill Wanda. This caused the dog poor Sparky to run off. And Wanda is pissed. So she walks out with the drone. She takes the drone out of the hex with her. They start aiming all their guns at her. You see all the laser lights she, uh, start on her. She does one thing, and they all start pointing at Hayward, which we all wanted him to die at that point anyway. So basically just says, leave me alone. You're, you don't belong here. This is my spot right now. Agnes finds Sparky dead. And at this point, she the boys are really sad, and they are re- getting ready to age up again, and Wanda tells them not to, just to deal with their emotions a little bit. However, at the end, Vision confronts Wanda about her actions, and they start hovering in the air, and they're getting ready to blow each other up and have a really bad fight, and then there's a knock on the door. Guess who? <laughs> it's her dead brother. But it's not. But that's later. <laughs> well, no, because it's not the actor who played the dead brother. Yes, but it's not. Because Darcy even says that Wanda re- recasted him. Yeah, that's how the episode ends. She's like, she, yeah. cast P- she recast Pietro. Yes. <laughs> Did somebody famous play Pietro? Okay, so now we have to go into a little bit of history with this, and this is another misdirection. Yes. Big <laughs> one. Um, a big one. This is a big one, because the actor who plays Pietro in the show actually played Quicksilver in an X-Men, in the X-Men. movie. X-Men. That means so nothing to me. Okay, so they're the same <laughs> character, same character, different movie franchise. Okay. So... It, it's sort of like it is Pietro and it isn't at the same time. This created everybody talking. Is this is this the multiverse? Is this how they're bringing the X Men in? It's just another miss. It's a big right. misdirection. Because shortly it, before this is when we found out that Disney bought Fox. No, we knew Disney bought Fox a while before this show came out. No, well, before they announced the show. Yeah. So we so, thought since they now they own X-Men, that they were going to start bringing the X-Men characters into their Marvel universe. And we thought this was going to start because... All I can think of is American Horror Story. Yeah, he's from American Horror Story. Um, he played it in the X-Men. He played mm-hmm. Squicks up in the X-Men. It's like, oh, and this is a big F you to Fox. That you know, We got your characters now. <laughs> no, I, it just... It, it, it was what it was. So, we're up to episode six. And we're going into the 1990s and the early 2000s. And Wanda wants to spend Tommy and Billy's first Halloween together as a family. But Vision tells her he's going to patrol the streets with the Neighborhood Watch. And we watch in some of the early episodes that they're in a library discussing Neighborhood Watch stuff and all that other fun nice. Pietro offers to step in as the father figure and extend the boys trick-or-cheesing, you know, causing mischief as the bad uncle will always do. 
And then we notice that the boys have their own powers now. So they ha one has super speed, which is Tommy, and Vision, at this point, when exploring. And he's starting to explore out of the little area that Wanda has direct control under. And he's getting further and further out, and he's noticing that some of the people are not acting like people. So he's watching, like, the lady with the clothesline just keep on, like, stuck in that loop. And he also finds Agnes. So he unlocks Agnes is the best way I can say it. And Agnes just turns to him and says, and asks him, am I dead? And Vision, of course, turns out and says, no. And she turns out and says, well, because you are. Which is like, oh, 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 this is not going to end well for anybody involved. Outside left's view, Hayward Orso's Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy to leave the base because he they did not agree with his original decision to try and t attack Wanda. They hack into, but of course, you know, they, these guys are not going to go quietly. So they hack into his computer and they discover that he's been tracking vis Vision's vibranium suit, like how they were tracking Vision. This is also one of the hardest parts to watch when Vision pushes through that static wall and he starts falling apart. Mm -hmm. Billy, we've discovered, has some sort of direct connection, senses his father trying to push through this wall and tells Wanda that something bad's happening to dad. At this point, Wanda gets really angry and expands the hex and makes it bigger, including, and this is, she somehow gets Vision back, Darcy gets stuck in, and now several sword agents are involved into the new boundary, and it turns into a, they turn into like a circus show. <laughs> so, before I go on, what did y'all think of this episode? I liked it because of the Halloween part of it, they were dressed in like their comic book costumes, but he was supposed to be like a Mexican wrestler, but it was his colors and his cape and all from the comics. And her costume was her costume from the comics. But I forgot what she told everybody that her costume was supposed to be. Yeah, I don't remember either. What did you think, Kate? Uh, this was a little bit easier for me, but I was still a little bit confused. But well, it, 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 uh, just the whole vision stuff. Because I'm like, is he? A, I asked Marsh, I'm like, is he a new character or was he in <laughs> other movies? And Marsh is just like, oh, Kate. Uh, I mean, oh. you, to understand Vision, you have you'd to have go, to go way back to the like, original Iron Man. Yeah. And that's just the story for another day. Like literally another day, because that that whole arc is a long thing. <laughs> yes, Vision does end up getting killed when Thanos. You see, you know that little stone that he has, that yellow stone that he has on his forehead. Yeah, that's the Mind Stone. Okay. So Thanos, in order to complete his glove, needs the Mind Stone to make that snap happen, which we discussed earlier. So. Wanda actually destroys the Mind Stone first. And it successfully kills, pretty much killing Vision. Yeah, Thanos... What? By ripping it out of his head. No, he didn't rip it. she didn't rip it out. She destroyed it. She exploded it. She used no. her magic on it. Didn't he first pull it out of his head? No. Thanos, using the time control... Oh, 
yeah. rewinds time to put to we heal the stone and then rips the stone out of his head. Killing him again. So not only did Scarlet did Wanda Maximoff kill him once, but she had to watch him die twice. Because she killed him and then Thanos killed him right back to back. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But you could see how this can drive somebody crazy. Anything else that you were confused with? Just go on. (laughs) Well, well, no, go ahead. Because you're going to have the same questions that a lot of other people are going to have. Yeah. No, I the circus thing was kind of corny, but well, it's just what they were it, created in. Yeah, it just made it, it kind of like in my mind as like that's how Wanda was seeing them as like a circus. Like they weren't anything to be worried about or afraid of. They were just fools. Yeah, well, that, I, that's it for this episode. Okay. You also have to Darcy's in another movie as well. She is in one of the Thor movies. Yeah, yeah I movie. thought I thought she was in one of the other movies. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see any of the other movies. But I've seen commercials. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're now moving into episode seven. And we're into the 2000 settings, which is very similar to Modern Family kind of era. And Wanda decides to have her day to herself. And she's just going to sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing. Agnes agrees to babysit Tommy and Billy and Wanda sees various parts of her house constantly changing. And it, it, it's like she can't control it as well as she was controlling it before. Vision wakes up to find sword agents obviously have been trapped inside the boundaries and they're members of the circus. He releases Darcy from the spell and she tells Vision about his death and the events that led to the current situation. Outside of Westview, Monica and Jimmy meet with loyal sword personnel and obtain a vehicle designed to cross the barrier. When tactic refuse, when they obviously can't get in through it, Monica decides just to go in on her own. And as she passes through the static wall, she emerges with her eyes change color and she has a bit of a heightened vision. Monica at that point confronts Wanda. But Agnes, being Agnes, tells Monica to go to leave. And takes Wanda into her house, because at this point, Wanda's pretty upset. All of a sudden, Monica, um, Wanda notices she can't find the boys. So she's looking for the boys, she's looking for the boys, and she goes down into the basement and discovers that, like almost like this underground cavernous kind of thing. And then we find out that Agnes is not so nice, not the best friend. <laughs> it was Agnes all along. It was Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along, because Agnes is actually Agatha Harkness. And she has been kind of causing all the chaos in Wanda's life in this little hex town. And we go to the flashback in episode eight. So we go back to Salem in the age of the witch trials, and you see a coven of witches who's led by Agatha's mother, Evanora, and they try to kill her. And because they're accusing her of practicing dark magic, but instead she drains their life forces and kills them. So then we go back to the present, and Agatha demands to know how Wanda is controlling Westview and forces her to relieve key moments of her life. It's kind of like the ghost of Christmas past. You know, yes. They go to different scenes in, in, in um, Wanda's life, and they start off with her being back in Sokovia with her brother and... The bombs destroyed her house and killed her parents. And the um, 
powers were magnified, her powers were magnified by the Mind Stone. And the reason we learned why the reason why this whole thing is set up kind of like sitcoms is because she grew up watching old American style sitcoms with her family. Her dad was kind of like a used to sell like tapes and stuff of old American sitcoms. So after the blip, Wanda visits Sword to recover Vision's body, but Hayward refused to let her take him to bury him. She he lets her see her, but he can't. She can't feel his life force. So then you see her drive to an empty lot, which turns out to be in Westview, that he had bought before his death so they could live there together. And then she starts flipping out and in like a big fit of grief, she manifests the house on the lot and then manifests vision again and then extends the, the hex. She That's when she builds the hex. So Agatha concludes that Wanda possesses a legendary form of magic called chaos magic. And that's when we first find out she's... The, they call her the Scarlet Witch. And then there's a kind of a first time we ever see an actual end credit scene like Marvel's known for. And we see that Hayward reactivates the vision, but now vision's all white in the original body. So this is where this whole thing comes together and it's like, what the F? So what confused you so much about this episode? No, too? I could follow this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, like through the whole series, I thought the witch, there was a little bit too much of the witch stuff for me. Well, in the comics, Agatha Harkness is a witch and Agatha Harkness is the one that actually teaches Wanda how to use her power. And control her power and get, become more powerful. Okay. I just thought the basement scene was a bit too long for me. I don't know. You see, but the basement scene was important. Yeah, very important. As we will find out. Yes, because she learns a special hex about yep. those um, sig- seals. I don't know what you would call them. Glyphs? Um, there were glyphs. Yes, yeah, so there were glyphs all around this. This little, like, basement dungeon-type room. And Wanda attempts to use a magic, but it's not working. And Agatha reveals only the witch who cast the glyphs can use the power inside them. In the last episode, Agatha attempts to take Wanda's cast magic, but is interrupted by the Vision, who tries to kill Wanda before her conditional Vision intervenes. And this is where it gets kind of weird, because the two Visions start fighting, but then they have a... They have a moment. A philosophical moment. <laughs> fake Vision tells New Vision that uh, he is also Vision, but not. It's it's so weird. And then White Vision just flies off into the distance. You never see him again. It's very meta. <laughs> <laughs> so Agatha starts freeing the residents of Westview, and they start pleading with Wanda to let them go. And then... She stops that once she realizes the vision, fake vision, and then twins disintegrate. But Hayward and Sword enter. Monica frees Pietro, who's actually actor Ralph Boner. Boner. <laughs> who was under Agatha's control. So he wasn't the return of Pietro at all. He was an actor that Agatha was controlling to pretend to be Pietro. So then the twins and Monica fight off sword and this is where you see monica's powers come into play 
mm-hmm. for the, the first real time. And if you know the comics, you find out who Monica becomes later on. I mean, we can talk about that or we can leave it. We'll leave it because it, for, mo- <laughs> for, yeah, for this, for all intents and purposes, we don't really know who she is right now. Yeah. Fake Vision restores New Vision's memories. So the New Vision is learning who he actually is because he's rebuilt in the body and he's the actual Vision. Wanda places, um, well, you see, you start seeing Wanda and Agnes fight, or Agatha fight in the midair. Such a kick-butt yeah, scene. You see, you think Agatha's, you see Agatha draining Wanda's powers, because that's what she wants. She wants Wanda to keep using her powers so she can absorb it. And you see, physically, Wanda's getting, she's aging, she's getting old, and she's getting weak. And then, all of a sudden... Well, she's missing her a few times, too, which is key. Yeah. Wanda's actually, you see Wanda missing. And you think, oh, well, that's not like Wanda. She's just missing. And then you see all of a sudden Wanda just comes back and she just nails Agatha because Agatha tries to use Wanda's power against her. She can't. And then all of a sudden you see where Wanda had missed is those runes around the hex. And she tells Agatha, only the witch who cast the runes can use the power in, inside of it. And then well, she takes also, there, well, there was the argument of like, oh, you need a teacher. You need to learn how to use your powers properly. And uh, she also says oh, something along the lines of, you taught me one thing at least. And it's all the runes lit up. It was just, oh, such a, it was so well written. So and then she fun. turns Agnes, Agatha back to Agnes. Yes. <laughs> traps her back into that persona. Then you see Wanda, um, when the boys are back in the house with Vision, and they're going to sleep. And this this is heart-wrenching to watch. And you see the hex. She's collapsing the hex. And she knows that once she does, the boys are gone, Vision's gone, everything that she created in this thing is gone. And the last thing she says to them is, thank you for choosing, well, the boys said, thank you for being our mother. And she says, thank you for choosing me to be your mother. And then the hex collapses, and you see she's standing there in the empty, the empty lot again. So why couldn't they just let her live her life? Like it was okay. in the so middle of nowhere. We're not well, done yet. Do you watch the after credit scenes, right? I think so. All right. So there's a big after credit scene, and you have to. We didn't realize that you had to watch one of the the, sec, the second Spider-Man movie for this part to make sense because I yes. didn't realize it. Yeah. So. You see, Haywood is arrested while while Monica is Monica is asked to go into the movie theater that somebody wants to to debrief her. So she goes inside and there's a like a FBI suit in there, and they change form and it's a scroll. Now, if you've seen Captain Marvel, you know who the scroll are the aliens that they were trying to help. Yeah, yeah, I saw that a long time ago. I don't really remember. <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah. And so, so anything about Dawson's Creek, and I bet you she can quote it verbatim. <laughs> tells Monica that a friend of her mother's wants to meet her. And then Monica goes, well, where? And then you see the alien just point up and look up, like, in space. So that's a whole speculation of who it is and... Well, we know who it is. Well, now we know who it is after seeing... Um, well, everybody else knew who it was who saw the Spider-Man movie, except for us who didn't see the Spider-Man movie to this past weekend. <laughs> so, it's no. Nick Fury. 
It's Nick Fury. Do you know who, she doesn't know who Nick Fury is? I don't even, yeah, I'm like. <laughs> he's kind of the. Uh... He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. He's kind of like <laughs> Bosley from Charlie's Angels. He's he the big gives boss. him the job, tells him what to do. Mm. So, and then the second, the la- very last after credit scene, you see Wanda is in like this. You see her sitting outside this shack, si- sipping a cup of tea or coffee, whatever. And then she goes inside and she sits down, but then the camera pans and you see Monica, in, uh, Monica, you see Wanda in her Scarlet Witch outfit floating with runes all around her. And she's studying the Darkhold, which is the book, the magic book that Agnes had. And then the last thing you hear is her twins cry for help. And then end scene, it's over. And you curse at your TV. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they told so much of the story, but there's so much more to tell. And you're like, I want more. Yeah, it was just one of the really, like, captured my imagination, had me second-guessing, like, what's hap- what's going to happen next throughout the whole That's entire me. series. What's going on? That's <laughs> me the entire time. One thing we didn't touch on that uh, as, as each episode progressed and the theme progressed to different decades, the theme song and the music also progressed. And they had so, commercials for different Marvel movies in between yes. and stuff. Yes, well, and not Marvel movies. Not movies, different products. The, the, that Yeah, that's what I meant. I just stuff. Yes. The only one I knew right. was Stark Industries. Yes, Stark <laughs> Industries and the, all the Hydra stuff. And those were like theme to the decade too. It was very well done. It was also a whole bunch of red herrings and a whole bunch of like just misdirection, which was, I enjoyed. I loved the music. It was... The same couple who wrote Frozen. But why did they have to kill Vision? I don't get it. Vision was dead already, Vision sweetie. Vision wasn't alive the whole time in this show. He was already dead from the last it two was all... It made me cry, and I never cry. I'm like, <laughs> why? Why did they have to kill robot. I know. I was like, of course I'm crying over the robot. <laughs> all the people died, but no kids crying over a dead robot. Oh, I was in bed. I was, I was crying... At the end of it, it was a rough ep- It was a it was rough very episode. very heart because you felt for Wanda, if you, especially if you've seen the other movies and you've seen their, the connection that they made when she first oh, got to Avengers headquarters. It just anybody who's ever experienced loss on that level and knows what they would do for another chance. She was the one who actually got that chance, and it's not always good to get that chance and that and that's kind of the lesson that you learn it's like you can't live in the past you got to just keep on moving forward a little bit but of course the kids are still alive which i don't know how that works (laughs) yeah (laughs) well the comic books they were they were all real so but i mean there's still questions of the multiverse and that still hasn't officially been a thing yet i would say even knowing nothing about marvel i still liked it (laughs) <laughs> you think you'd like it even more if you knew all the nuances and knew all the Easter egg and all the other stuff that that's going on, like low level in the shows. I mean, there's a lot we didn't touch on. This is just a basic summary. Yeah. We didn't want to destroy the whole show for you, so there's a lot to watch. There's a lot to enjoy with it. I um, want to go back is, and watch it again. Yeah, I'm going to probably on the plane down to Florida and on the way back home from Florida. Oh my god! I'm gonna do it, Kate. <laughs> I haven't got it this episode. Bushy. <laughs> We're staying in the Animal Kingdom in a two-bedroom? Yeah, Tim told me. <laughs> there we go. I'm happy now. 
for the cast members shop of the week, I copy and pasted this from the Ears for Each Other group. You can join that group if you're looking for cast member vendors. It says, hello everyone, Sean and John Gibson Jr. here, 20 plus years in entertainment in Disney. They now have had so much success with their woodworking projects that they now have a website up and going. It's I'll put this in the show notes, but it's SeanGibsonBoards.com. And they have coasters, plaques, oven covers, uh, cutting boards, Seder board. Did I say that right? And charcuterie Seder, boards. Yeah. I don't know what a Seder board is. But. It's a Jewish thing. Uh, I, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. The whole chain thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, At least uh, you own it now. Yeah. That's it. I'm proud of you. But yeah, their boards are very beautiful looking and I'll post oh, yeah, all this in now. the show notes. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah, I see the the Seder board. That's pretty. I have a passion for not cooking. <laughs> That's, <pretty cool. laughs> That's me. I have a passion for eating. Look at like you making with a lot of different woods too. A lot of purple heart. Nice. So check them out if you get the chance. Buy some boards. And we have Tim with the recipe this week, so take it away, Tim. So I figured since we are staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge in less than two weeks, when this episode drops, we're going to go over to Boma, and it's their recipe for their sausage and biscuit skillet. Ooh. So, actually, I don't make this because it sounds really good. So you need one pound of bulk sausage, one green pepper diced, one red pepper diced, two yellow squash large dice, one zucchini large dice, two russet potatoes medium dice, one tablespoon of granulated garlic, one tablespoon of ground cumin, one tablespoon of ground coriander, one teaspoon of turmeric, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon cayenne pepper, possibly cayenne pepper, mm. one tablespoon of black pepper. For the borsin cheese sauce, you need two ounces of butter, two ounces of flour, one pint heavy cream, one package borsin cheese, one tablespoon fresh thyme, and salt and pepper to taste. In a skillet over medium-high heat, add the sausage and cook until brown. While the meat is cooking, add half the spices. Once the meat cooks for 10 minutes, add the veggies, including the potatoes. Add the remaining half of the spices. Cook for another 10 minutes until the veggies are tender. Remove the skillet from the heat and drain the fat. Set aside the sausage mixture for later. To make the boars and cheese sauce, in a saucepan over medium-high heat, melt the butter, slowly add the flour using a whisk to form a roux. Cook the roux for one minute, add the heavy cream, whisking as you go to incorporate the cream. Turn the heat down to low and cook for five minutes. Add the cheese in fresh thyme, stirring as you cook for an additional five minutes. Add the salt and pepper to taste, remove from heat and chill. When it's time to serve the dish, place the sausage mixture in a large mixing bowl. Slowly add the cheese sauce to make the mixture similar to pot pie filling. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Place the sausage and cheese mixture into a casserole dish and top with your favorite raw store bought biscuits. Bake about 20 minutes or so until the biscuits are brown and serve immediately. I'll eat this, yes. What yes, don't you is, eat? <laughs> this, this would be good for like a, a, what, you know, a breakfast casserole type deal. Yeah, definitely. For your hangover parties. Keys. <laughs> Ooh, hangover party. Alrighty, guys. 
Well, that's going to do it for us for with our WandaVision recap this week. Tell me, tell us what you liked in WandaVision, what you didn't like, what confused you. Maybe we'd be able to help you out and answer some of your burning questions about some of the Marvel MCU. Which stands for what, Kate? Marvel something universe, right? No. <laughs> yes. I don't know. You yes, know. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cinematic. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I Dawson's Creek, the OC, everything like that. I could tell inside and out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Housewives? I'm your person. There you go. So if you have any burning Housewife questions, reality TV <laughs> questions, Circle's coming back. Kate's real excited about that. So <laughs> what's coming back? The Circle. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Which is just trash TV, but I yes. watched it too, so I can't say anything about it. <laughs> we look forward to speaking with you all in about two weeks, or we might not be here. We might be down in the world, so the next one might be a trip report. We'll never know. So we will talk with you all later. You all have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.